the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Hour 3, Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn on board, and so glad you are here. 303-696-1971 on this July 16th, 2022, Sunday, heart of summer. We're just having a good time. We're doing a lot of joking around like we like to do. But I like to bring some points to bear on the unfortunate situation we are living in in America about the tyranny we are living in, the totalitarian state we are becoming. And it brings back the anecdote I started the first hour with. The Norwegian explorer and philosopher and writer, the guy who has was the first guy to go to the South Pole on foot by himself, also went with a buddy to the North Pole. They went on skis and by foot, carrying their own gear. They had to shoot a polar bear in Florida, by the way. They felt very bad about that. A uh, polar bear in uh, the North Pole. Did I say Florida? <laughs> guess I'm still thinking DeSantis. <laughs> they had to shoot a polar bear because uh, the polar bears, by the way, man brutal. They're just always hungry. They are always on that edge of survival. You get near a polar bear, they're going to come try to eat you. In Svalbard, that island up north of Norway, by law, if you're ever outside, you have to carry a gun in case you encounter a polar bear so you can defend yourself or defend other people who might be on the verge of being eaten by a polar bear. Anyway, so Erling Kage has been to the North Pole, to the South Pole, and he's climbed Everest. And he wrote I I love his books. You might consider reading Walking or Silence or Philosophy for Polar Explorers. His last name is K-A-G-G-E. Anyway, in his Philosophy for Polar Explorers book, which, yes, I just read, he was talking about a trip he took to Bangalore. He was in the jungles out there in India, in Bangalore, and he meets this elephant trainer. And he sees these elephants out in the jungle, and this one in particular gigantic elephant that has this little tiny, like, rope, maybe even a string, that has him tied to this little stake in the ground, okay? And um, he, uh, here, here's, a, here's a quote about it. Um, the following comment from an elephant trainer who had these big elephants tethered to a small pole in the jungle outside Bangalore. Erling Kage asked, how can you keep such a large elephant tied to such a small stake? And then the Bangalore elephant trainer said, oh gosh, there it goes. He said, when the elephants are small, they try to pull out the stake and they fail. When they grow large, they never try to pull out the stake again. And that ties into, that ties in, that, that, that vignette ties in to how the people underestimate themselves. 
and they get taught, they get punished when young. And the ruling classes, the media people, they do everything they can. The people on top of this country, the unelected, the agencies, they try to punish people, punish you. And they know all along that they are the wizard behind the curtain with no actual real, real power. And they know that they are that elephant trainer that is tying up a big, huge elephant by a piece of string to a small stake. And they're just counting on the people to never realize their own power, to never realize their own strength, never realize their own abilities, to always just be a good, docile, domesticated animal that will follow the dictates of what the people on top tell them to do. It makes the ruling classes have to live in fear, knowing that they've got nothing. They've got this little string and a little pole. That's all they've got. And the moment that the animal wakes up or says, hey, I'm out of here, or hey, I'm tired of this, screw this, the ruling classes know they are hosed. And they got nothing, okay? And part of their fear of Donald Trump is that Donald Trump is the guy they cannot domesticate. They cannot string up to a pole. And if only the masses could learn that lesson, okay? If only they could learn that and see that and follow that example rather than say that, oh, Trump is bad for wanting to not be tied up to a pole by the corrupt ruling classes. Does that make sense? And that ties into the real lie, the real big lie, that in this country today, the lie is what gets rewarded, and the truth is what gets punished. And they try to make an example out of punishing you. Tucker, he got himself fired. Tucker Carlson got fired for being too much of a truth teller for Fox News. Too much truth. And they've been trying to arrest and indict and impeach and hoax and spy on Donald Trump all these years. And I don't know. These guys are just apparently not getting the message. And gosh, if word gets out that you could, Trump, you can do stuff and you can say stuff and you can keep on going and keep on attracting the crowds and keep on dominating the primary field and everything else. Word on that gets out pretty soon. The elephant is going to jerk that little post out of the ground like a toothpick. And that's what's got the ruling class so darn scared. Now, we'll get into diagnosing totalitarianism. But I'll say this, and I'll preface this. An alert listener checked in a quote from Orwell. The further a society drifts from the truth, the more it will hate those who speak it. When our society gets so used to lying, when our totalitarian society gets so used to just having the lie, the lie, the lie, the lie, around the clock, and yes, that is our mainstream media. Yes, that is our politicians. Yes, that is our ruling class. When you get so used to that, when you internalize it, when you have the lies so deeply embedded in your soul, and when you live by those lies all the time, all the time around the clock, you start getting angry at the people who fail to do what you have done by internalizing the lie. You get mad. A psychological reaction comes up in you that the people that say 
the propaganda is crap. That's a whole big pile of malarkey. No thanks to that propaganda. Oh, that makes that makes the people who have the lies embedded and barnacled onto their onto their system that makes them absolutely go apoplectic with outrage. It's a strange feature of human nature. Now, listen to just a moment of this. Tucker Carlson yesterday at that uh, family freedom conference, whatever they build it as, was talking about exactly that. Tucker, who just got fired from Fox and Fox lost half its audience, the audience that wanted to hear truth. And Tucker gets right to the point. No one is punished for lying. People are only punished for telling the truth. You could literally... You could literally wake up tomorrow, move to the Bahamas, start a fake cryptocurrency, defraud a million investors around the world of billions of dollars. I'm just saying you could do and I'm not recommending it. Note to the FEC, not recommending it. But you could do that, and you could get caught, and people might have like a balanced view of you. He's really smart, good guy, got a little over his skis, as we say. But, like, I'm not going to hate on him, right? We all make mistakes. Like, who here, raise your hand if you haven't defrauded a million investors with a fake cryptocurrency. Okay, there are some, there are some. You cast the first stone, then. Those kinds of crimes, which is to say actual crimes, like burning down buildings, impoverishing people, starting totally counterproductive wars we can't win that kill a lot of our citizens, leaving the border open so 7 million people can walk across. Those are not small things. That's like, it's not all like forgetting to fold your napkin correctly at Thanksgiving. Those are like actually kind of world historic crimes. Never punished. What are the crimes that are punished? Thought crimes. Thinking the wrong thing. Having the wrong beliefs. Saying unapproved words. Be right back. Yes, there you go. And Blake just called it. He said, that song sounds too much like R.E.M., but it's not actually R.E.M. It's the Decembrists. When I first heard that song, I thought, oh, yeah, I like that song. I like it a lot. It really sounds like homage to R.E.M. And I thought, well, maybe that's a little bit of a ripoff, right, to almost essentially plagiarize R.E.M. And then I find out that the Decemberists actually brought in Peter Buck from R.E.M. to play the guitar on this tune. That actually is the R.E.M. guitarist there. That's why it sounds like R.E.M. And I thought, that is super cool. That is really awesome. And then I find out that who is singing back up high harmony on this tune? That would be Jillian Welch. Oh, Jillian Welch, she of the great, wonderful folk singer voice. We love to play her sacred songs and other songs around here. And by the way, uh, what is it, Rocket uh, 455 Rocket? you got to hear Jillian's version of that. Anyway, a whole bunch of my favorite people are on this song, Down by the Water by the Decembrists, and thought we would come in with that here as we've We've cranked out a bunch of new and groovy tunes this evening. Thanks for being here, Backbone Radio. At any rate, Tucker Carlson was just saying exactly what I was saying last night. 
guest hosting for Randy Corcoran. Got to check those podcasts out, especially that hour three opener. It's devastating. It'll blow your mind. It'll blow your socks off. Anyway, Tucker Carlson points out the truth of the matter, that the lie is what gets rewarded by our current regime. You go out and lie. You're Jake Tapper, CNN. And you go out and promote the Russia collusion conspiracy hoax came out of James Comey and the FBI when they had their January 17, 2017 fraudulent briefing of Trump to insert that whole Russian collusion thing into the news cycle. Well, Jake Tapper gets a Pulitzer Prize for reporting the lie. Is that not insane? And if you are a truth teller, you get fired like Tucker Carlson. If you tell the truth, yeah, they try to impeach you, arrest you, indict you, the rest of the deal. You have to understand how upside down it is and how when the lie becomes embedded in the elites and in the ruling class, so embedded, so internalized, that that's like, it's just the, the air they breathe is the lie. It is amazing, and that is a feature of totalitarian regimes, as Jordan Peterson likes to point out. Jordan Peterson knows a thing or two about, about this stuff. You've got to read his book, The Ten or Twelve Rules for Life, and um, it's uh, one of those classics that's uh, in print and always in the top, top of the bestseller list going back several years now, Canadian psychologist. But he wrote the preface to the Solzhenitsyn, the new preface to the new the new translations of Solzhenitsyn's Gulag Archipelago, all about life in the Gulag in the Soviet Union. Some of the most brilliant literature out there, period. But let's hear Jordan Peterson talk about the lie, about the feature of totalitarian regimes. And I just ask you this, are we living in one right now, folks? Totalitarian systems are ruled by a sort of singular, top-down tyrant. Hitler, Stalin, Lenin. It's like... No. A totalitarian state is ruled by the lie. And the lie is the principle of governance, and everyone who lies is complicit in maintenance of the state. And so, you know, the Soviet joke, we pretend to work, they pretend to pay us. And so, the, a totalitarian state isn't the freedom-loving masses pining for uh, deliverance out of the desert, but oppressed by the thumb of Stalin... It's every single person lying about absolutely everything to themselves and everyone they love 100% of the time. Ooh, the lie. The embedded, embedded lie. And the people who perpetuate the lie and internalize the lie, the people who are ruled by the lie, complicit in the lie, they do so to maintain the state, or at least to maintain their own position within the state. Do you see how embedded that is across the United States mainstream media? Do you see how embedded all that is in our politicians? And if you want backup for that, just go through the last 10 years of the Backbone Radio podcast. We've been documenting the lie after lie after lie of the mainstream media hoaxes galore. Gal, none of it true. The Matrix. You got to operate and function and thrive outside the matrix and you watch the brainwashed people around you all the time who can't see through it all and you feel bad for them. 
that they unwittingly are living as part of the lie, but one psychological effect, and George Orwell was on to this stuff. And I was talking about this last night, about, you know, once you're the kind of person that internalizes that lie, and you do it for a strange mix of your own self-interest and your own position of power and your own desire to want to feel like a good person, you want to feel like you're the nice, good person. But Orwell says it like this, the further a society drifts from the truth, the more it will hate those who speak it. And it is distressing, is it not, to see the people that they get so outraged if you question what actually happened on January 6th, if you start to break through that propaganda. They get outraged at you. you got to perpetuate that lie because it's one of the key pillars. One of the key pillars keeping the regime, the totalitarian regime, in power right now. And some people, consumers of that media product, that media batch of lies, they take it upon themselves as their emotional duty to hate those people that question the stuff, that question the lies that they hold dear to their own hearts. You could say the same thing about election 2020. Do you have questions about whether or not that election was rigged? Oh, you question that, and you're going to get a bunch of people just hating on you, hating on you, the people that internalize the lie, and they hate that. They hate anybody who questions the lies that they think are essential to maintaining the power of the illegitimate totalitarian regime running the country right now. Does that make sense? And you get into the situation where you realize these are largely unelected people, the United States administrative state, the bureaucrats calling the shots in this country. They don't want to have to fool with getting themselves elected. They don't want to have to, like, earn their power to get in a position of power supported by the American people themselves in a democracy, in a republic. They want to just have that power. They don't want to have to fool around with the voters the way Trump does, the way you go out there and earn every vote and hold rallies and talk frankly to the people about what your agenda might be. No, the people that are the bureaucrats and they sit there forever, barnacled to the beltway, that's where the power is. And you have to see all the contortions that the people in power go through to say that the administrative state, unelected as they are, they are good. And somebody like Donald Trump, oh, he's the tyrant. <laughs> oh, it's inverted. See, if you are a truth teller, you are a tyrant now. And let's explore this topic when we come back, because it tells you how upside down it is. The people who live by the lie, they tell you that, oh, no, you are the tyrant if you disagree with a lie. Yeah, the Cotton Field song, that version by Cledence, Credence, Clearwater Revival. And I did not know they did that song. I just discovered it a couple weeks ago. Oh. Can you believe it? It's on one of their big albums that came out in 69, I believe. I have no excuse for not knowing CCR, Fogarty and the that? Boys did this Factor? song. I think that is the tune, that is the album. And you're pro CCR, right? I mean, sometimes you got to have them. Their God music holds up really well, in my opinion. But I didn't know they did this. And the one mistake they make that might be them being authentic, they say Louisiana 
Louisiana. But if you listen to the John Cash, hello, I'm John Cash version of this song, he says Louisiana. If you listen to Billy Monroe and his bluegrass boys from down in dear old Kentucky, if you listen to their version of Cotton Fields, it's Louisiana. So I'm introducing a topic of debate here. Should they say Louisiana, like CCR? Or should they say Louisiana, like Johnny Cash, Bill Monroe, and everybody else I've heard cover this great classic song that, yes, Host Dunn has been singing as a lullaby to his little kiddos since they was born. At any rate, just throwing that out there. And I like that. I like that. This kind of a bouncy, happy, cotton fields-y kind of tune in the hands. It's kind of a melancholy, a little bit... Here's the original. This is the original. Who's this? The man, Lead Belly. This is Lead Belly. Is this where the whole thing started? Yes, sir. Oh, Got a Lead wow. Belly album the other day, and I was like, wow. Now this is this is real. Man, that was fast, Blake. You had that ready to roll. Let's see what how he says Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Here we go. There you go. There it is. I rest my case, ladies and gentlemen. If Lead Belly, did he write the song? I assume he wrote it. I have an old Smithsonian album of the history of American folk music, and it's got a bunch of Lead Belly on there. And he says, Louisiana. Hey, this is a great version. There we go. Lead Belly, CCR, John Cash, Billy Monroe. At any rate, you can't beat that tune. And I was getting away from the points I was just nailing home. So I better get get back to that. But just remember, the afraid, the scared, the unloved ruling class, the people that internalize their own lies to maintain their positions of power. See, they have to internalize the lies to stay in power. They think they need the January 6th lie. They think they need the election integrity 2020 lie. They think they need Trump-Russia-Russia collusion lie. See, they have to have these lies to stay in power. It's around-the-clock lies in our media. And some of the consumers of this media take it upon themselves to hate, hate, hate anyone that does not absorb these lies or at the very least questions some of these narratives. You have to understand that's a weird, weird aspect of human psychology there that, of course, Orwell was already there. Orwell already explored it. Tucker Carlson nailed it that, you know, the lie is what gets rewarded right now. No one gets punished for lying, but you get punished for doing things and saying things that are the truth. That's what we've come to in this country. And as Jordan Peterson says, that is a feature of totalitarian regimes. That is Maoism. That is Stalinism. That is Marxism. That is Nazi Germany. That is go down the list. And I just, I can't see how we are different. Are we different than that right now in this country? When you start really looking into things, when you start breaking through the matrix, how are we different? Oh, they're so afraid, is the administrative state, the unelecteds, the corrupt ones of Donald Trump. Newt Gingrich said that it's going to be astonishing what Trump can do in his first year 
after being elected 47 in 2024. It will be astonishing. Trump has learned the Beltway game. He's learned how they operate. He's learned how they lie and cheat and steal. It's going to be astonishing what he can do in his first term. And, you know, the administrative state, let's hear Ned Ryan, one of the better commentators out there, talk about this, the administrative state, and how the American people are nothing but, you know, an ATM machine for the priorities of the ruling class. Yeah. Joining us now is American Majority CEO Ned Ryan and former senior advisor to President Trump, founder of America First Legal, Stephen Miller. Ned, um, are institutions in this country that the Democrats claim to care so much about preserving and protecting uh, are in precipitous decline? Um, any saving Laura point Ingram without a change in the White House? With apologies. No, I don't think so, Laura. I think the bigger issue, though, is I think the American people are waking up and realizing the, the bigger issue is they can't have representative democracy. You can't have it in this country if you're actually governed by these institutions that are run by unelected, powerful bureaucrats who are separated from the accountability of elected politics. And I think they're waking up to that. I think they're waking up to the snarling, arrogant, dismissive administ administrative state actors that serve itself, that serve and protect its allies, and truly view the American people as serfs and peasants who should listen to their betters, who should do what they say, who should be the ATMs for the ruling class's priorities. And, and I guess the bigger question I have, the fundamental question, I think in 2024 for the elections is this, what are we gonna actually do with this administrative state that has nothing to do with the American people and serving its interests and its priorities? You cannot have a representative democracy and have an administrative state, they do not mix. And I think that's one of the fundamental issues in 2024. And I think the American people are waking up to that. You can see that in this poll. They do not trust these institutions, yep. which, and, which are the administrative state. And I think uh, that's why they really are worried about Trump, that and China. They're very worried about they Trump. They are very worried about Trump. And you have to, you, you just watch. The propagandists, the media people, the politicians, the corruptists, they get mad at you. They get so mad at you. When you don't believe their propaganda, when you don't internalize their lies, when you don't buy their crock of crap stories, they get mad at you. They call you names. They abuse you. And they abuse the figurehead who is spearheading the movement around, around the corruption of our establishment and of our administrative state. Oh, they get mad. Hillary started it, called you deplorable. And from there, oh, those sneering, snarling, unelected bureaucrats who get big salaries out of your pocket, taxpayer, and they are so dismissive of you. They despise you. They loathe you. They loathe your family. They loathe your country. They loathe your history. All you are there for is to be the ATM and the provider for their salaries and their priorities. Got that? You get up, you go to work, you pay taxes so you can fund these repulsive people in the deep state, in the bureaucracy of this country, the unelected administrators of this country who are calling the shots and driving this country into the ground. They are screwing this place up big time. OK, that's the dynamic. And you see the way they turn things upside down, the economist that British globalist publication that I've been reading for decades. Took me a while to realize how globalist they actually are. But The Economist 
says that, you know, they're, they're so afraid of Trump. They're so afraid of Trump. And the economist glorifies the unelected administrative state and says that Trump, an elected politician, oh, no, he could be a dictator. Now, listen to this quote from The Economist. This is yesterday. Mr. Trump is favorite to win the nomination in a country where general elections are determined by a few tens of thousands of votes. In victory, a team of practiced demolition experts would prime their explosive ideas. The deconstruction of the administrative state could begin. The vain and tyrannical whims of an emperor president would emerge from the rubble. End quote. So do you see what they did there? They're saying that the unelected administrative state are the good people, and that if you break down that tyrannical, unelected administrative state, well, a president elected by the people, making his case before the people, well, he is vain, and he is tyrannical, and he's whimsical, and gosh, if they take down that administrative state, well, it's well, then, then we're in tyranny, and these, again, are the people that are attached to the tyranny, the people that hate and loathe and despise you. You have to understand that. There are no limits to their hatred of you, especially when you question them, their narratives, their propaganda, and you complain about forking over the tax dollars for their salaries and their stupid, ridiculous, endless wars and the rest of the stuff they do. Be right back. I always love this version of... Who at the door is standing, Dwight Yoakam and Becca Bramlett there? That is our sacred number tonight. Sometimes we get the ones that thump along a little bit. I'll bring it back, bring it back. Here we go. You can hear Becca a little bit more there, and I believe she was tied into Fleetwood Mac in some way. You probably know more about that than I do, Blake. Thank you for the lead belly, sir. Kind of made my night. There she goes. Anyway, thank you for being here, Backbone Country. Saddle pals, we're just riding the range together. And we're just calling it like we see it, right? And I don't know if we're necessarily aligned with any any political party at this point or any political philosophy, but we are aligned with putting America first. America First, not last. And again, the people on top of the country are America last to the very core of their very dense bone marrow, these people. It is most unfortunate, and Mike Pence, the perfect America last soundbite emanating out of Mike Pence, talking to Tucker Carlson, Oh, he should hang it up. He's trying to get down to actual 0% is Mike Pence. He does not care about crumbling American cities. That's not my concern. He cares that Ukraine gets enough tanks. Hear this? Let's hear it. You are are distressed that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet 
your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. Ouch. It's not my concern. My concern is that Ukraine gets enough tanks, damn it. I am not concerned about American cities crumbling, falling apart under the Joe Biden administration. Thank you, Mike Pence, for encapsulating what you so well deserve, the ultimate America last soundbite, saying the quiet part out loud. Good job, Mike Pence. And there goes Pence getting booed. Yeah, he's talking about we need more. We spent $75 billion to Ukraine. $75 billion. For what? Are, are, do we need more billions? I mean, 75, is that enough? Now it's like cluster bombs. Here's Pence. And I believe that it is in the interest of the United States of America to continue to give the Ukrainian military the resources that they need to repel the Russian invasion and restore their sovereignty. Would you, man, man? Oh, they boo the guy. They boo the guy. Fraud. Phony and a fraud. And I will point this out a little bit more delicately about Tim Scott also up there on the stage with Tucker Carlson at the Rhino conference the other day in which Tucker mauled the rhinos. Really fun to see. You have to understand about Tim Scott. And, you know, Tucker says to Tim Scott, is like, hey, you know, uh, Mexico is killing people in America, but Russia is not. You ever think about that? Because Mexico lets fentanyl come right into this country. Mexico produces fentanyl, comes into this country and kills people by the thousands. Is Russia doing that? No. So why, Tim Scott, are you so interested in money to Ukraine? He says, well, yeah, 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 we got to close the border. we got to do all that. Uh-huh. Just remember about Tim Scott. People are looking at him as potential VP for Trump. People are looking at him, the billionaires. Maybe maybe we'll put money into Tim Scott's uh, uh, coffers because DeSantis is obviously flailing and doesn't have it. But keep this in mind about Tim Scott. He's a close ally of Mitch McConnell. Very close. And in that Alaska primary, when Trump had endorsed the America Firster and McConnell wanted Lisa Murkowski, the rhino, rhino, rhino par excellence, guess what? There goes Tim Scott early, jumps in to endorse Murkowski. Good job. And also remember this about Tim Scott. When the FBI did their raid on Mar-a-Lago, the first rhino voice, Republican establishment voice, sent out to the Sunday shows, and we covered it that day. The outrage of the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. They sent Tim Scott out there to set the no big deal tone. And he said, quote, let's let this play. Let's watch this play. We have to watch what happens, end quote. That's Tim Scott. Again, they are all in there. The RNC people, they are all in there to try to undermine the America first positions of Donald Trump. And that includes Mike Blooming Pence. That absolute phony weasel, okay? And sorry that I'm getting a little irritated, but he deserves that soundbite. He says I didn't mean it, but guess what? I say he did. We're talking about living by the lie and living by the lie in this hour, which is what this country does, which is one of the features of a totalitarian society. One more little lie to just drop out there. Remember, Hunter's laptop gets found. And one of the lies is that Bill Barr, the corrupt attorney general, one of the most corrupt people ever in Trump's administration, one of the establishment guys that the Bushes helped get in there, 
approved by McConnell's Senate. He sat on Hunter's laptop for well over a year. He sat on it, sat on the thing. Then it finally somehow comes out. New York, New York Post starts reporting on the things in the Hunter Biden laptop. And what is then the censors, the Twitter censors shut down. They ban the New York Post from Twitter. Interesting. And then because they're getting worried about Biden maybe not beating Trump. Maybe they didn't think they could quite cheat enough to win to get Biden over the top out of his basement. They get 51 former intelligence agency members to say, oh, the Hunter Biden laptop, that is Russian disinformation. You want to talk about a lie. I mean, these people are living by the lie and promoting the lie. And again, there's a lot of people out there, and some of them are even on the right, who think it is their duty to uphold that lie and get mad at people who, who don't want to uphold the lies and who want to prefer the truth instead. Does that make sense? It is a strange thing, and Orwell was all over that. The further a society drifts from the truth, the more it will hate those who speak it. And the people in power have gotten themselves into a position of power where they depend upon certain lies to stay in power. They need these lies to stay in power, and the people that help perpetuate these lies know that their position of power depends upon them perpetuating the lies and holding on to the lies, internalizing the lies, and spreading the lies, and hating anybody who does not also share their passion for upholding the lie. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So 2024, folks, a lot is going to be hinging on this. And as Newt Gingrich said, going to be astonishing what Trump would be able to accomplish in his first year. It's Trump v. deep state, Trump v. administrative state, Trump versus the lie, Trump versus the unelected. And so we're picking a side, ladies and gentlemen, picking a side. You on the side of a republic or are you on the side of tyranny? Are you on the side of Maoism, Stalinism, or on the side of freedom in our Constitution? It's very easy to pick a side. MAGA. Let's pick the America First song. Saddle Pals, thanks for being here. Let's talk soon. What do you say? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.